Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Creaky chair. I have a creaky chair. You have a creaky bed. You have a. I I, I realised that I have a creaky chair. It's the same tune as uh, we are the cheeky girls. And 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 oh. now obviously I've got a song that I'm going to have to write for next week. <laughs> okay, so uh, I've got something to to start us course, off with. As always, as always. So Jamie, uh, in honour of the movie we're doing this week. Yep. Of course, love and other drugs. Uh, yeah. I, I, I sat last night and I thought to myself, you know, I've been criticised recently for both beginning it with things which make no logical sense and also beginning it with things that aren't necessarily interactive enough. And I thought, okay, okay. How, do I, how do I match the two together? All right. And I thought to myself, I sat there and I thought, Al, Al why don't you create a little game for Jamie? So Jamie, Ooh, I have a game, a game for you. game. I love games. It's a, it's a game called Love or Other Drugs. All right. Okay. Okay. In which I you, immediately I, I think I'm going to be asked questions that I don't want to answer on a podcast that my <laughs> girlfriend listens to. But sure, let's go. Let's go. So I'm going to give you scenarios uh, in which you are in love. Uh, okay. In this scenario, you have to make a choice between love or other drugs. Okay? Yeah, no, no. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> my, my prediction has come uh, astutely correct. You're 16 years old. You're at a, you're at a uh, kind of youth centre. Everyone around you is kind of bumping and grinding. You're looking so cool. You're looking across at your first ever uh, girlfriend, all right? Okay. And uh, she says... Uh, I mean, fucking hell, way, way, way earlier than it actually was, so I'm doing well. <laughs> and she goes, Jamie, tonight's the night, all right? Okay. She says that she's bumping and grinding, all right? Uh, now, meanwhile, your boys your boys come in, all right? And your boys are like, hey, you want to do some cocaine? <laughs> My 16-year-old boy's coming in hard immediately with the cocaine. <laughs> coming in with the Class A drugs. Uh, what do you pick, love or other drugs? Okay. Um, now, this this is difficult because it would be 16-year-old sex, um, which not it's that true. I have experienced that, but I've heard it's pretty bad. You're not very good at it at that age. So that's that's one thing wearing on my brain. However... You know, the opportunity to uh, to potentially uh, come back and tell my boys that I have now fucked and then celebrate with cocaine on a different occasion <laughs> is, is also uh, quite promising. Now, I do have to ask, have they already done cocaine? No, no, they're they're about to. No. It's also important so, for us to know that Jamie and I are both quite straight laced and never done any of these drugs that I'm about to mention, don't worry. No, no. But I have been in the presence of people who have done cocaine and they're always annoying. So if they had already done cocaine, I think my sixteen year old brain would have had enough um uh, enough wherewithal to be like that doesn't look that fun to be honest. Um but again, it makes it a tough decision. Uh I think I think in that moment, uh, I, I I would be feeling that uh, I've been waiting for much longer to have sex than I have been waiting to do cocaine. <laughs> so I think I have to go with the love in that situation. Oh, that's that's very sweet. Uh, I really okay. want the next one to be, okay, you're 27. You're living with a girl called Helen. 
<laughs> she asks if you want to watch Pride and Prejudice. The boys text saying pubs have reopened. What do you do? What do you do? Pubs, 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 pubs. <laughs> uh, do you have any other scenarios or is it just the 16-year-old one? I, You know, I had two more. Uh, one okay, was, let's go, let's go. Okay, so one was you're 30 years old. All right? Okay. Uh, scarily on, way closer than I would like to think. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're on a holiday with your friends, mm-hmm. and you know it's gonna. Be, you kind of sitting there, and you think maybe this is the one. You know, one last holiday uh, before I settle down into retirement. And because yeah. uh, you made it big, you, you've really made it big. <laughs> you like retirement. You, you invested it all in Dogecoin, and man, that okay. paid off, right? Okay, so you're good to know. Good to know. You're paying for everyone else to come. But uh, you said your partner can't come, right? And it's kind of sad. <laughs> I've said that. You've said that. You've specifically said, no, 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 this is for... This is for the boys. <laughs> this is for the... <laughs> the boys is a, a gender non-specific Yes, term. it's B-O-I-S. It's yeah. a gender neutral term. In, in the same uh, way But, in but the... very specifically, my partner is not one of the boys. <laughs> it's gender neutral, but it's... it does not include my partner. <laughs> You know, you're 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 frugal, all right. You you got to invest wisely. This is not importantly. This is not Ellen, all right. In this scenario, um, Ellen was abducted by the aliens, uh, okay. and your mind was wiped of all knowledge of Ellen. So it's not Ellen. Okay. It's not a okay. About it's not Ellen. Ellen. I've never even heard of Ellen. Okay. No. It's also Good not Alyssa. Right? Be, you didn't steal my girlfriend either, right? So it's okay. important. <laughs> I wasn't thinking it was going to be her I'm either. Watching, but okay. I'm watching you, Jamie. All right. Uh, you're you're in the club. And you have this partner, and she phones you, and she says for the first time over the phone, because again, you're fairly new, because Ellen's disappeared from the universe, and you've forgotten everything about her. Yeah. And on the phone, she goes, I just, I love you, right? And you're looking at her, and you're looking across, and the boys are just pop Molly, and they're offering you some Molly. <laughs> what do you pick, love or other drugs? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Easy decision this time. Absolutely the drugs. Whoever this hypothetical woman is, she's insane. She's insane. She's called me while I'm in Ibiza, knowing I'm in Ibiza, to be like, this is the time to tell him I love him. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be like, that's cool, babe. Uh, and I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, and then I'm doing that Molly. In fact, I think I think her choice in that... I, I have never done Molly, nor would I consider doing it. I think in that specific moment... Her choices will push me to do Molly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and and finally the last one, the last one. Yep. Jamie, I, I know you're about to go into the, the beginning of the show. So don't worry, I give you this last one just to just to go off into the the, the sunset with. Okay, uh, you're 35. All right, you're in uh, <laughs> lockdown 27. Uh, of course, okay, coronavirus dope. never went away. Okay, and you've just had your first child uh, about a year ago. All right, so this this little baby be starting to be a toddler. And it's kind of, you know, mumbling some words like, Mama, uh, Specifically, Dad, is this Dad. with the girl who told yeah, me? Yeah, this is, this it's is with her. I, I, suck it I, suck it I suck it out. I suck it with her. I suck it out with her. Okay, good to and, know. And you know this baby is uh, half her. <laughs> that that kind of curdles inside <laughs> of you. That's fine. All right. Once again, this is a this is a hypothetical scenario. Yep. Now, lockdown 27 is due to end. And the boys text you, right? <laughs> and they're like, guys... They just legalized marijuana. We're gonna go smoke a uh, smoke a doobie, and you're like, cool. You tell you tell your your fake partner, hey, I'm off to go smoke a doobie with the boys because lockdown has ended. All right, the boys have once again like the TV show The Boys. The TV show The Boys has women in it. All right, it's not it's a gender neutral <laughs> term. Um, and she goes, okay, and she's holding this baby, and she says, our son has something to say to you. And this little baby looks you in the eyes for the first time ever and goes, I love you. Would you pick love or other drugs? Okay. Um, now this is this is very very specific, but 
how much Red Bull have I consumed in the immediate time before I'm about to smoke this weed? Not that that has happened to me, and definitely not on the first time I smoked weed, but I do know that that is a potent, potent concoction that I do not want to recreate. So, how much Red Bull have I consumed in the immediate uh, previous 20 minutes? You had one of the really large cans yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, oh no, okay, I'm, I'm safe there. Um, how many boys... <laughs> How much, how, you know, because I, I know my boys. They're, they're not going to be going hard and picking up like a kilogram of weed. I've also, I've, I immediately know that that is not a measurement of weed that is normally used. I'm really experiencing myself there, but I know they're not going hard. So if it's like seven or eight of them, you know, this is going to be passed around pretty thin, to be honest. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. Some of, some of your North American boys, okay, apparently international travel boundaries have lowered down and they've just come in with a brick. All right. Again, I think a brick <laughs> doesn't refer to weed, but still, they came in with a brick of weed. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Where am I meeting them? <laughs> I'm meeting them at the pub. So are we smoking outside the pub? Wait, I'm, this no, 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 has no, gone no, weird. No. Okay. At this point, at this point, because this is. 10 years in the future 11 uh, mm-hmm. eight, nine years in the future there are uh, weed pubs it's a specific there, weed. there are weed pu- <laughs> there are weed pubs okay um okay there are weed oh that does sound pretty chill to be honest um it sounds pretty cool oh but i am 35 and what's my kid's name <laughs> so this is this is way more crucial than you think ow Nope, nope, I'm going down the weed pub, lads. <laughs> Come on, let's go! Hello, and welcome to Blank Spank, season two, the Hathaway Stashaway. I'm Jamie Lockton, and with me as always is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al! Hello, Al. Gotta be a record for our longest cold open. Absolutely has to be. Uh, but that was absolutely delightful. Thank, for t- thank you for taking me through that. More of that, please. 100%, that was great fun. Um, but... Al, we've had our fun. Uh, now we've got to get down to something serious, okay? All right. Because I don't know if you know this. Uh, well, you, well, you do, because to- I've told you this already. But um, this is now the podcast of the revolution. Yeah. We are fighting back against the man on this podcast. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I received an email this week uh, referring to uh, a little YouTube video that was put up at the end of season one. For people who remember, at the end of season one, I, I uh, uh, sung, uh, well, yeah, I sung um, a, a fun little parody song uh, to Hallelujah called Hank's Banks Over. And I made a music video. It was very dumb, really way huge waste of my time. Took way too long. Way, way too much effort for two letter award. But I made this. It's been up on YouTube. And I received a, 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 an email this week saying that our podunk little YouTube video has been copyright claimed. Now, firstly, I would like to say that almost certainly parody law kind of comes into this. I think I'm pretty okay legally. But very specifically... Not only have uh, have we been uh, had a copyright strike against our video, uh, but we have been blocked in four specific countries, uh, and those countries are Syria, Cuba, Iran, and North Korea. Alexander, it, as as far as countries to be blocked in go firstly i don't Mm -hmm. think much of our audience are in any of those countries but also (laughs) i'm pretty chill 
being blocked in North Korea. Now, I take I wear that as a badge of honor. Jamie, I, I need to stop you there for a second because you said at the beginning that you thought you were okay because you'd be covered by parody law. Now mm-hmm. I know notoriously North Korea, Syria, and Cuba are famous for their parodies and their bastions <laughs> of free speech. <laughs> But I think you might want to go and check the textbooks for those countries, all right? Uh, so, yes, we are, we are now... We're, we're being suppressed, Alexander. And that is why it is more important than ever... I'm, I'm doing the plugs to early. You've got to subscribe to our non-existent Patreon. You've got to get out and spread the message of Blanks Bank because you need to signal boost us because we are being held down uh, by tyrannical YouTube dictators. Yeah, they're monsters, all right? I, I, I think we can all agree they, they're monsters. And uh, guys, go out there and spread the word, all right? No, we normally put this at the end. And let's be honest, some episodes you probably don't get to the end. So a little reminder today, you know, just download some episodes, you know, tell some friends. All right. If you got the double vaccine, just go out and just grab people's phones and be like, I'm immune and they'll hate you. I like how you call it the double vaccine. It's just the vaccine. That's like, it's not double what you're supposed to have. That's, that's the vaccine. It's not like some, like some people are supposed to be just getting one, but some people out there go, no, give me another. I want to be even stronger. Jamie, Give me all five. The ultimate, uh, the ultimate uh, love or other drugs. Uh, the knowledge that you, so I, I, right now I, I I have two pills. You take the first pill, you know that you're going to have a loving, fulfilled uh, life with uh, some person who'll be amazing and the the love of your life. Again, in this situation, very specifically, any current partners have been stolen by aliens, and your mind has been wiped of any knowledge of them. All right. And on the other hand, okay. all right, knowledge that you could get both vaccines in the next two weeks. <laughs> oh, oh yeah you're and one of the good ones one of the not astrazeneca one of the good ones all right? oh, you can hey get fuck you, you fuck you you've been out of britain for, for fucking one year and you're already fighting against the the, the british the good hard work of our, our scientists trying to desperately give away a fucking vaccine for as cheap as possible <laughs> everyone's like nah fuck you we prefer I, pfizer they're yeah. the good let's pay 150 now. bucks a vaccine that's gonna <laughs> go down really well in the developing world yeah you have to store it at minus 50 degrees celsius you need special containers yeah really useful for other parts of the world honestly fucking big up astrazeneca all right you want to make a seven you want to make a seven pound vaccine that's easier to store be my fucking guest uh and that is actually surprisingly relevant uh to this week's film so uh to help people actually get on and make sure they do finish this episode we should get in and start talking about 2010 2010, 2011, 2010s, uh, love and other drugs. And I didn't, oh fuck, there's no top, there's no top of the pops this week. Normally I do a thing where it's what was number one when this movie came out. I forgot to do it. So uh, fuck off. I could look it up right now, but I can't be bothered. So, uh, with that, we are going to, uh, dive right in. And Alexander, you were tasked this week with, uh, giving us a little bit more behind the scenes, fun information about love and other drugs. Now, Jamie, I want you to throw your mind back a couple of weeks to, of course, the sexiest movie we've done so far on uh, this podcast. Uh, when you think of uh, sex and Anne Hathaway, of course, you think Brookback Mountain, all right? Mm-hmm. And you think back to the steamiest relationship in Brookback Mountain, of course, being Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. The chemistry there was uh, just electric. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, of course, naturally, people thought, you know what, let's set a movie in 1990s Pittsburgh 
uh, and just have these two go back at it again, all right? Uh, such fun. With an all-star cast, uh, including Jake Gyllenhaal, Anne Hathaway, uh, Oliver Platt. Uh, I'm not quite sure who he is, but Hank Azaria, of course. The <laughs> uh, all-star cast, including this person I've never heard of. <laughs> Hank Azaria, of course, Homer Simpson, uh, the uh, David from uh, Friends, and uh, Gorthalax from uh, the Smurfs movies 1 and 2. Josh Gad. That's right. Yeah, Josh Josh Gad in a movie in 2010. Who knew? If, if you want to watch he was alive then? a movie where Olaf jacks it to his brother having sex, this oh, is the geez. movie for you, all right? I love this film. Uh, you also got uh, Judy Greer just shows up in this film. Always yep. fun. Judy Greer in one of her uh, two roles that she gets, which is either oversexed woman or mother. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that we're just at the oversex person uh, at this part of her, her work, all right? Judy Greer's fantastic. She gets cast in a lot of stuff, and she's brilliant in Arrested Development and Archer. And, uh, you know what? Give Judy Greer better roles, all right? Give Judy Greer better roles. She deserves better. We all know it. Um, I... I, 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 I I'm I'm a big fan of you know <laughs> staying in your lane sounds harsh but like knowing knowing what works for you she she knows what works for her and yeah. she she gets good well, roles I, that, that works for her and I, I, think, I think I think we have seen so many so many uh, supporting cast actors who have done so well and then they get put as a lead in a movie and it sucks so I <laughs> I agree with that I just think that like it's one of those signs of like. If, you, if you're ever thinking about, like, huh, Hollywood double standards, right? Like, is that Judy Greer, I think, has been close to being... It's not that, like, a household name for a long time. Like, if you think of the sheer amount of things she's in... Oh, yeah. Clearly, so. there are casting agents who like her. And she is, like, she's very funny, right? Like, she's very funny in the rest of them. She's very funny in Archer. Like, weirdly, though, when she gets cast in movies, it's normally not in a funny role. Like, she's normally just cast yeah, as the kind of, like, slightly weird person in the corner or even just, like, a background person. And she's often underutilized, I think, for her talents. Of course, on a budget of $30 million, uh, this movie made back $100 million worldwide. Uh, although, interestingly, it only made about $30 million of that in uh, the USA. Uh, yeah, coming in it, at one it's, time. It, it's interesting. It's it, like we're definitely in a period of Anne Hathaway's career where she can sell tickets. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. We know no. she can do that. But we are noticing that she seems to have quite a big, although admittedly, uh, uh, last week with Alice in Wonderland obviously she's not the driving uh, force of that necessarily but she has a pretty big pull internationally like like really quite large which is relatively surprising since we're coming uh, quite near to the few years where America just decides it hates Anne Hathaway for some reason they were just like nah she's oh, getting I'm, too uppity <laughs> I'm just yeah I, I am not here for it uh, apparently America just doesn't like uh, women who smile and enjoy the fact that they're doing something which is the dream of multiple like millions of people so you know mm -hmm. what fuck everyone who ever hates <laughs> Anne Hathaway I am really strong on this I never got it I still don't get it I fucking love Anne I, Hathaway I, I think I get it to an extent. If if you listen to a few of the right or wrong, depending sure. on your perspective, interviews, interviews with her, yeah. uh, she does come across as really quite wanky, like really sure. invested in the craft. And admittedly, I think that's silly. I even as someone who's worked as an actor, I think it's a little bit silly when someone like, especially like in public talks about like fine do it in private but but it's it's pretty wanky but having said that 
plenty of men yeah, get away yeah, yeah. with that all the time. Yeah. Like they they don't get internationally hated. Now I they do get personally hated by me. Sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I just I wanted to be clear that that I'm <laughs> while I agree with the sexist, it's not because I'm sexist. <laughs> I'm, I'm equal opportunities in my. I like that. You're like the get people who just didn't like the Ghostbusters 2016 film, but not because you're sexist, all right? You just didn't find just because it wasn't women funny. funny. Women are funny. You didn't find these ones just- funny. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, <laughs> it's um, you know, like outside of that, obviously, uh, set in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Edward Zick, of course, direct uh, director of um, which one? Legends of the Fall. I think it's this big other one. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and the, the Last Samurai, I believe. Or... Yeah, the Last Samurai. Uh, yeah. Another um, one. it's also uh, it's worth noting based on a book. Uh about a guy who worked in the yeah. the pharmaceutical industry in the 90s uh, yeah. it has a i can't remember have you got the the name of the book there because it's got a much more provocative title than this one does um it should be somewhere near the top of the wikipedia page if i remember correctly hard sell the evolution of a, of a viagra salesman yes hard sell ha 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 um but yeah so based on based on a book and then adapted uh, into the film um, and also worth noting that Anne Hathaway and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal both got Golden Globe nominations for this. Admittedly, in the uh, uh, the slightly less competitive musical and comedy, um, well, the, the, uh, not the, that I the notoriously slightly corrupt musical and comedy category, yes. in which any like again the prom. A movie I hated last year got nominated for a Golden Globe for uh, best musical. Yeah, the, or the fucking comedy. Martian got nominated in musical and comedy. It's like Martian's it's, a good film, just not really a musical or it's, comedy. Yeah, it's it's not it's guess not a fucking it's comedy. Not really a music, or like I guess no. kind of a comedy, but really kind are. of a comedy. It's basic. It's basically like ah, oh, this isn't like an Oscar movie. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. Like, oh, this isn't like an Oscar movie, so we're not going to put it up in the the best drama. We're going to see if we can nick ourselves a, a Golden Globe in the musical and comedy. Uh, and it's a bit ridiculous. I I don't like I. This film is trying to be a comedy. I don't think it's that funny. Yeah. I don't even think it's trying to be a comedy that much. It's no, like, it's, trying it's, to be a, it's trying to be a romance film, and it just has jokes in it. It just has some relatively like, lighthearted moments in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's a romance. I think that's the last thing I'm going to say before we move on to talking about this film. But, like, this film is very much big R romance. And I think, in that sense, it has dramatic beats and it has comedy beats. Um uh yeah let's get into it jimmy do we do the um six degrees of we do to see do six degrees of tom hanks Uh, i think it will be a quick one um so this is the part of the show where we try to connect uh this film to our erstwhile season one star tom hanks by virtue of the game six degrees of separation using actors who have starred in movies together to get back to a movie with tom hanks in it uh this can be done in one it's nice and easy okay i had it in more than one okay i i yeah, no, I tried to do it oh, in... I tried oh, to think of what? a more fun I, one. I can do a second one in one, but I'm going to keep that for later. So my longer okay, cool. one is... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal stars in Prisoners alongside Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman stars in uh, Movie 43 alongside Elizabeth Banks. And Elizabeth Banks stars in Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yes, she does. That's a good one. That's good work. Um, no, Hank Zaria is in this and Tom Hanks is in the Simpsons movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I went for the easy one. I couldn't be bothered to try and figure out another one um, because I'm bad at this game. Uh, so uh, let's get into this movie. Alexander, it's your favorite this film part of the show. begins as all good films should uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal selling TVs and banging <laughs> the TV store manager. That's right, guys. If you're looking to get up in a work environment, you got to get up in the workplace, okay? 
and it's it's always a good plan to have sex with your employer's partners never a yep. bad idea and we see from the beginning he's an incredible salesperson all right he's yes. uh going so, around he knows everything about these things he's he's charismatic he's jake gyllenhaal he's still yeah. got that slightly creepy jake gyllenhaal energy but he's good but also like you know he he can sell a tv to you know the hot girls but he can also sell a tv to yanan and he can also sell a tv to a little girl he can't sell tvs to men uh, but, <laughs> but but it, it's made clear that you know it it's not he's just charismatic across the board he can do it of course he will sleep with you if you're within an appropriate age range for him uh, but other than that uh, he'll still sell you his the the what he decides are cut rate um yeah. shitty electronics uh, as he is leaving uh, getting fired because as you mentioned he was banging his boss's uh, partner um he's like this all sucks i'm out ski by the way call me um and so he goes uh, home uh, this, this basically i i want to set out my uh, my thesis statement for this uh, movie because i'm going to come back to it many times sure um this movie is so fucking written by a man. Yeah. It's oh, the yeah, most yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, written yeah, yeah. by a man movie. There like, is... hey, Al, what if just like a guy was just like so fucking sexy? Like, oh, he's just everyone so sexy that just like, I... he was so sexy that everyone liked him and also they bought shit off yeah. him. I, I want to talk to you about that at the end. Uh, at this point, they go back. Uh, they are at this kind of, the, his parents' house. And it's very clear he comes from a long line of doctors, right? Like his dad, doctor, sister, doctor, brother was a doctor, but now is in like, hospital tech so you know always yeah, cool so that's that's josh gad um, that's josh gad playing uh, gross josh gad yes gross josh gad he's earning Olaf loads of money he's um, evil in this film yes he he reveals that uh his brother he's a dickhead he reveals that his brother got fired at the dinner table and he was like yeah but i know somebody of pfizer so uh i'm just gonna call him up give him a job um it's very interesting alexander i, I i'm i'm gonna potentially uh change my statement but at least in the first half of this movie uh coming into this it's very strange to watch a movie where pfizer is is the bad guy <laughs> like obviously it makes sense it's the yeah. pharmaceutical industry it kind of sucks oh, jamie um, yeah the, the pharmaceutical industry in the last like not even six like two months has had the biggest boost to its public image oh, forever yeah. and it will last them probably about two years after this and then we will go back to thinking hey yeah. why are they fucking driving up prices on the rest of this shit all right not good but, crap yeah so the first half of this movie i will come back to i think this this movie actually ends up but, being an advert for pfizer yes, more that's, than <laughs> that's like the thing it, which is kind of gross about it is like clearly pfizer because like they use pfizer logos they like use uh, trademark uh, you're, you're you're about to say that clearly pfizer paid money according no, 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 no. to okay they didn't pay money but they would have had to have given authorization to use those things uh, so they would have had to say according yes, you can to use a, the Guardian article, which I read, which made yeah. the same accusation, uh, they had to add in an editor's note from with Pfizer. Now, admittedly, yeah. Pfizer have reason to say this, but I don't think they can actually lie. They just came in and say, no, we absolutely had nothing to do with this. Uh, we were not given any uh, any last uh, last checks on the film. We were they, just completely separate. We weren't connected with this movie at all. They just made it completely independent of us. Now, admittedly, that could not be true. But well, even if it is true, that makes it even fucking weirder that this film oh, goes to bat for Biza so, so much. Here's my thing. I don't even think necessarily they... Um, 
So they they say in here the the quote they give is we're, not, we're never have allowed uh, express the opinion that the pharmaceutical this is the Guardian's review said express the yep. opinion that the pharmaceutical company Pfizer would never have allowed this movie to use its brand name so freely were it not absolutely sure that some very effective product placement was going on a Pfizer representative asked us to make clear that there was no such arrangement the company was not involved in the film's production in any way and we were not approached about uh, approached by the uh, okay by the film's producers with regard to the use yeah. of our trademarks yeah. furthermore in many countries including the UK such product placement uh, is not legal um so i yeah. i guess i guess but they also they, would it, sue they would sue if they had a problem with it oh oh it's my doorbell going off that's exciting it's like oh <laughs> it's not it's you not it's people. not just like i can't afford a fucking recording space it's just like i want to make it real like i'm recording in you know in the wild <laughs> oh jamie um, but yeah, i'm looking so, to I'm, I'm looking to move into a two bedroom so i can just have a pod what is uh, affectionately a study itself. but i am i am quietly going is a podcast room all right <laughs> specifically um, so i don't have to wake up later on uh sunday mornings yes so so but whatever so yeah, you're it, right it ends it, up basically it, yeah, being it, an advert for Pfizer. It, it's an advert for Pfizer, which is it, it's even weirder that it seems Pfizer weren't actually involved, but we'll come back yes. around why. Because in the first half, absolutely. So They're yeah, well, well, Karen, the, he they seem like the bad guy. So he's um, he goes and he works with Pfizer. We get a uh, montage a of quick, a montage of his training routine. Which, if you've um, ever seen like one of the John Oliver bits on like oxycodone or something. Uh, like very much that kind of vibe of uh, you know dancers in tight yeah. spandex <laughs> shorts going yeah we're selling Zoloft it makes people happy and then you know like there's there's a bit where like very much Pfizer come across as the bad people where the kind of person doing the training is like uh, you know what you, you obviously we're only allowed to prescribe it for it or like to kind of sell it. Um, under its like uh, determined usage, however, there are a lot of things that there is like evidence for, but Off which is necessarily one of the prescribed uses that you can suggest, such as helping uh, you know combat. Uh, they name off a bunch of things, uh, and at this point, Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of talking during uh, as she's doing this, and she's like, uh, "Excuse me," and then he goes. Isn't Soloft also found to uh, have um, been like responsible for suicidal ideation in children under in age teenagers, 15? Yeah. And she's like, that's not been proved. And that's he's unproven. like, no, it's been proved. It's just not been reported. And yes. they never now, say anything about it again. Yes, they never. Exactly. That's so fucking weird. Jake Dillon has that's this weird, bag, like, fuck Pfizer. And then, it, like, literally, no, he never, ever says another bad thing about Pfizer. It's a really out of place line in this movie. Yeah. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's character is not consistent with holding that opinion yeah. ever. He's this a drug makes children want to kill movie. themselves. So let's prescribe it to everyone. Is a weird is a weirdly like, oh, this is what much would make you think this is much more of a satire than it is. Yeah. Like make you um, think like, oh, this is gonna be kind of like Wolf of Wall Street and it's not it's not really. It, no, it's not. So um, he then so gets to uh, He gets he his job. He's he working job as a, a salesman uh, for Zoloft. He's got his partner, as you say, they're working. He gets, uh, th- th- there's like a thing of everyone getting their placements and he gets put in, in Pittsburgh or wherever it is, or wherever he's working. Yeah. And he's uh, like, other people are like, oh my God, I'm going to Miami to sell Oxycontin or whatever. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go and sell fucking Zoloft in <laughs> rainy town, New York. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he's on, he's got his partner. He's an older bloke. Um, yeah. He's really well right? he's, he's out there. He's, uh, for those of you, uh, my uncultured friends who don't know who Willie Lerman is, the salesman who dies and death of a salesman. Spoilers, it's kind of in the title. Yes, um, uh, that is Oliver Platt. Uh, people would recognise him. I can't fucking remember yeah, what from, he's been in. From where? Look don't him know. up. Um, he's been in shit loads of movies. <laughs> <laughs> look, 
Look, we won't what, do your what, what, work. What, what, We're not going to do our job. You do our job, listeners. Guys, we, we spent 10 minutes bastard. talking about drugs we would never actually do in real life, all right? That took up time we could take away from uh, research. Um, so, yeah, yeah he's, so. Uh, he's, it's basically been established. Look, you've got to sell drugs. you got to, you got to get hit your quotas. Um, you got to go into the hospitals and convince the doctors to take your uh, drugs. Yeah. Um, and they he starts into... to... Yeah, the, 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 a specific a hospital. Specifically, like, they're told we, the uh, hospitals themselves do not allow reps in. Uh, however, there's no rules against us, like, talking to people as they're going into the hospital, which, you know, is great. All right, let's bother doctors while they're going into hospitals. Really cool. And he kind of tries to do that. It's not making a lot of headway uh, as he tries to go into the hospital with an umbrella, just being like, hey, come under my umbrella, my Pfizer-branded umbrella, and let's talk about Zoloft and why she's it rather than Prozac. And the doctor's like, no, bugger off. At some point, then, he starts going to... Uh, clearly, he can go to a GP's office. Uh, yeah. Go inside a GP's office. Which where... is where we meet Hank Azaria, who plays a GP. Uh, and Judy Greer and someone else are both the um, receptionists here. Uh, and he starts to try to create a relationship with uh, these yeah. uh, receptionists. You know, because... he's sexy Jake Gyllenhaal. He's exactly. going to be able to sweet talk you. And in this neighborhood, of course, is uh, a man I will only refer to as, I think he's in Suits. Yes, um, the main guy from Suits. The, the lawyer from Suits. Is he the main guy? I thought, was, thought the main guy was the guy. Uh, who knows? One of the dudes from One uh, of the two Suits. He, he's the, old, he's the, the older, older main dude. guy from Suits, not Patrick Wilson. No, whatever the other bloke's name. He's Patrick the older Wilson, main guy from yeah. Suits. Um, um, yeah, he's and the older he's, guy from he's, Suits. He's the cock of the walk. He, he sells um, Prozac, all right? All right? He, yeah. he, he's shooting happy pills everywhere. Um and uh and you, you know and clearly like he's flirting with the people or right? he goes in and in a, a, a clear sign of workplace sexual harassment just goes straight in for a kiss with the receptionist all right yeah it's not acceptable um at this point he's not you know everything's kind of uh Jay Gentle's not hitting his quotas he needs to and he's told specifically he needs to be selling more Prozac. Uh, no, no, um, Zoloft, no more Zoloft, which Zoloft. is a which is a competitor to yes. Prozac, and as they will repeat many times in this movie, Zoloft, the drug that Pfizer makes, has less side effects than Prozac. They will repeat that many times. Yes, they might they... say early on in the movie that it causes suicidal Suicide. ideation, yeah. but they will never say that again, and they will constantly talk about how it has less side effects and how it's better. Anyway, um, yeah. he manages to get talk back to your doctor somewhere about in. The... Um, yeah. um, he manages to get back, like in the back room, by sweet talking the. Um, oh, no, he by, was like, oh, "Look, oh, yes, I want to yeah. leave my Zoloft somewhere where it's going to be seen. So come on, just like help me out." And they're like, "Okay." Um, so he goes and he puts the Zoloft in on just like on the shelves in the GP. Ridiculous. Absurd thing to be doing. But not only does he do that, he then just takes the Prozac. He steals drugs from a hospital. And it's just like, yoink, I'm going to go put these. And he's very irresponsible. He goes and puts them in the bin immediately outside the hospital. There's then a very weird thing where a homeless man seems to come up and take them. It's never really brought up again. I don't no, know no, it, it is. Is what are you it? talking about? This happened. The homeless man continuously because this the scene plays out a few times. Uh, yeah. over the course and of the he, movie, and he repeatedly is taking the Prozac. And I, I'll explain it now. Yeah, he repeatedly takes the Prozac, and then eventually he's like, on the last one, he's like, "Can I just get the Prozac off you? I've got a job interview today." And he's so each time he's like, he looks a little bit less. Oh homeless. yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah. A little bit of a suit, and although he's got ratty shoes and stuff, he's like, "I've got an interview today." Clearly, Prozac is helping me be. Yeah. More well. Um. But also, like ignoring that plotline, Jake Gyllenhaal. If he's trying to not get caught, should not be dumping this in yeah. the hospital's own bin. Like, he's a moron. Anyway, he manages to uh, sweet talk uh, Hank Azaria to be like, yeah. uh, hey, he here's a, a sweet talk. He bribes Hank Azaria. <laughs> he's like, here's he just a grand. Gives him a- 
Uh, yep. He's a grand. Pfizer want to sponsor me to do a sh- to shadow you around so I can better know how to, you know, work with doctors and like patients. And Hank yeah. is like, I could. I'm a doctor in America. I get paid decently well enough. But sure, why don't I just take this? Why don't, yeah. Why don't check? I just completely violate my Hippocratic oath um, and let this man walk in with me while I'm as speaking though, as, to a patient? He's wearing a jacket. He looks as though he is a doctor. He is a doctor. Um, so this is when we meet Anne Hathaway. Fuck, we're only 20 minutes into this movie, Al. Don't um, worry, things, this, there's a lot of sex. Yeah, this things movie, will start to speed up. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and then they fuck again. Um, so, uh, Anne Hathaway's in there. It's basically expressed like, oh shit, what? She's 22 and she's looking for Parkinson's she's medication. That can't be correct. 26, whatever. Yeah, sure. she, yeah she's not 22. Um, but yeah, she's she's young and she's looking for Parkinson's medication. That can't be correct. Um... Uh, then Hank Azaria goes through all of her symptoms. She's like, she knows her shit. She's like, yep, I I take this for this, and I take yeah. this for the nausea, and I take this for the tremor, and I take Prozac yeah. to uh, deal with the depression of having a degenerative disease at the age of twenty six. And Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, at this moment, goes, uh, Zoloft has less uh, side effects than Prozac, which is a ridiculous thing to say, uh, <laughs> and a ridiculous thing for the doctor to let him say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but he does. Uh, and. But and then at this um, point, she's like, also, I, the doctor then goes, do you have anything else? And she goes, yeah, I think I'm having a lump in my breast. Do you mind checking out? And again, Jamie, I, I know we're both two, you know, red-blooded men. But you know what is the least sexiest way to see anyone's boob is during a breast <laughs> exam. All right? Yeah. Do I, does, does the idea of, like, sitting in on a breast exam... <laughs> No, no, it, it, Sorry, it's extremely. Sorry, I don't know. How to react to that. It, it's extremely unsexy, but but many characters in the movie will later <laughs> react like it's a sexy thing, which is so, very strange. So as I uh, said, this, Alyssa was just going into the bathroom and did respond to this by just flashing me, which was <laughs> very distracting. <laughs> I'm so excited to get the message from Al in three hours. Hey, can you edit that bit out of the podcast? No, I'm gonna leave it in. I'm gonna leave it. In. She, I just gestured her. And she seems fine with it being included, so that's all fine. Look, um, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 weird, and clearly he's so. Going no, to be wait, like, no, wait, no, wait, Al, Al, nice Al, Al, Al. Yeah. At this point, I do want to know. Yeah. Um, which do you think is less sexy, looking at a boob in a breast exam, or while you're chatting to your boy on a podcast? <laughs> They're in the same category of uh, what I would call just like unfortunate boob. All right, you know, yeah. it's just like um, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, to be fair, actually, that's a lie because boobs. And drink, sorry, seeing someone's breast during a breast exam is obviously not unfortunate. Uh, it, but like you know, it's it's but, unfortunate as in like why are you in that situation? Yes, later, you're later the in this exam. movie, both Jake Gyllenhaal and Hank Azaria will express that they thought Anne Hathaway's one tit with a spider boob, so spider bite on it, was really sexy. So uh, but anyway, yes, it's a spider bite. It's nothing else. Um, he's leaving uh, and she comes and beats the shit out of him because she's like, what the fuck? You're a drug rep. It's like, how do you know that? He's like, well, because you, you dress like a drug rep. Um, in, in a classic case of profiling from Anne Hathaway's character here, um, she accurately decides that he is a, a drug rep uh, and he's basically like, can you just like fucking apologize? Can you just like apologize? And Jake Gyllenhaal is like, by the way, your tit is nice. Can we go on a date? <laughs> that is the long and short of how he expresses, how he reacts in this situation. Um, and she's like, no. Uh, so he's like, cool. I'm going to stalk you now. I'm going to call up the hospital. I'm going to call up Judy Greer, who I have been fucking, mm-hmm. by the way. I think at this point he has yes, already fucked like her. Yes, Judy Greer, but um, she's a bit weird and likes pens. Yes. Uh, and, and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, hey, can you can you get me her number? Uh, Josh Gad, at this point, uh, does storm in. Uh, he has lost his... No, he's not lost his job. He's been left by his wife yeah. because he's addicted to porn. 
Um, that comes up later. That, that um, does come up later. So they then, it's in very so, creepy circumstances. Uh, so moving forward, uh, can swiftly through the next cut because it involves a lot of just naked people. Because guys, by the way, this is the Anne Hathaway gets fairly nude movie. Um, we'll try again as we have. We'll try and deal with it as tastefully as possible. Um, <laughs> just, 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 just so maturely. Uh, yeah. We're just getting flashed during the podcast. Just dealing with uh, with all of these uh, themes. Well, sure. Um, so yeah, she calls. Um, he calls her up. She. Uh, is like, how did you get my number? He's uh, like, uh, and... forget about that. All right, let's go on a date. Yeah. All right, he goes, ignore me. I'm a salesman. Let's go on a date. They go on a date. At the date, uh, he's like, so you got Parkinson's? So she's like, sure, let's have sex. He's like, you know what? I like sex too. And they proceed on a several, yeah. I assume several months campaign of uh, just having sex in the most inappropriate places. Yes. And so it is at this point that I would like to, uh, once again, uh, come back to my thesis statement that this film is so fucking written by a man because oh my god ah wouldn't it be like so fucking chill if there was like this girl and she was like really fucking sexy but she was like really chill and just wanted to fuck uh also she's dying but like oh my god isn't it like that wouldn't be like the fucking best thing ever like chicks don't do that like yeah. what women she don't die fuck what are you talking time? about men die women <laughs> just can't actually die so having one who can die that's just the ultimate turn on um, um you know some kind yeah. of immortal so, yeah, elven the- creatures who just eventually go up to the undying hands at the end of their life um, yeah, he, uh, he so they, they are repeatedly fucking. They, they have sex um, one time, and you know she's like, "I don't want a relationship. All right, I just like the sex. You're cute, but I just want the sex. Look at my big arm, my big. Oh, we're eyes. totally not in a romance movie. We're totally not gonna fall in love. This is not that we, kind like, of movie. We both guys. don't care, and we both are bad people who just, yeah. just like don't care about anything. And we, we're over, gonna have a competition, see who doesn't care, and fuck. Over more. this period, Jigen Hall is you know doing better. He's hitting his quotas with some of the things to sell. He's not hitting his quotas with Zola. And he's, he's not really getting there as much as he would uh, want to. Um, I think it, it's during this kind of uh, period of the film, um, I think that Anne Hathaway storms out dramatically uh, after he's he kind of says something, not necessarily, even necessarily about them being a girlfriend. I think he just says something like, wow, having sex with you is nice. And she's like... Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, I, I, I think it's not well having sex. I think it's they're just relaxing. And and he goes, this is nice. Yeah. And she's like, fuck that. Not no, it's not. For a boyfriend. Um, I, be- I believe the reason uh, he has uh, come round to hers at this point for like emotional support is because she he got beat the shit out of by the yes. guy from Suits. Um, the guy from Suits just rocks up and just wails on him in the stomach. And then he starts to, uh, despite the fact that he is not a medical professional, he's a fucking pharmaceutical yep. sales rep, uh, he starts to clinically diagnose what's going on being like oh so the acid is developing in your stomach and you want to throw up but it's not going to help and the the synapses are firing i don't fucking know i'm also not a medical professional um but yeah um he's like get get the fuck off my turf uh i sell here fuck off uh i'm the big dog you're a little pussy and he's like i am a little pussy i'm gonna run away to my girlfriend who's not my girlfriend yeah uh, and anna hathaway as you say but, does not but like i think this. she also i think she'd also run away beforehand in this one they kind of uh they just sort of have an argument eventually have sex is this the one where they um where he can't get it up um uh yeah oh no yeah so it's around it's around this time that he 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 finds out off her she's like i don't want a boyfriend because i've had a boyfriend before and you know no one wants to date the dying girl and it it, it was sucks and he basically figures out that her ex-boyfriend was the man from suits Uh, and he's like, oh, what? That's fucking crazy. Then he tries to fuck, and he can't, because he as she says, oh, I, 
oh, you're you're uh, you're 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 trying to compete. You're so competitive, men. Oh, they just want to win, and then they get performance anxiety because they can't win. Um, and he's like, "Fuck off!" And then they just fuck two minutes later yeah. anyway. Um, they have a nice no. They have a heartfelt conversation, and then they do. During this heartfelt conversation, and yeah, they have a heartfelt conversation, and then and they during fuck. the heartfelt Sorry. conversation, she also mentions that Pfizer are developing an erection drug. He's like, how did you know yes. that? She's like, I don't know. He then goes to his buddy. He's like, I want to get the erection drug. All right, give me, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me, man. He's like, I can sell the shit of that. Look at my face. And they're like, you know what? We looked at your face. God damn it, you're right. What's coming out next, guys? That's right. It's fire. Yeah, now the movie's just... Yeah, the mo- apparently this movie is actually about <laughs> the creation of Viagra. And it takes a strong, like, 20-minute detour just about this for some reason. Yeah. Um, Not even 20 minutes. So, yeah, this is, like, 40 uh, minutes into the film. Like, Viagra shows up, yeah. like, halfway through. Um, at this point, he starts selling this stuff so much, people can't get enough of it, all right? They just want that sweet, sweet Viagra. Apparently, pediatricians are prescribing it to themselves, as one uh, line is said at the beginning. Um, over this period, he's, he's you know, selling 1,200 prescriptions a month, which is a lot, you know, but also doesn't sound like a crazy, crazy number. Um, he then goes uh, to... Yeah. Um, I, it is around this time also that uh, they start to watch, like, late-night TV show hosts making jokes about Viagra, and then they start cheering while watching the TV. It's very strange. They're like, yeah, let's go! We're on TV! We're famous! I'm like, no. Um, uh, it is also around this time that, oh boy, does it get even steamier than it ever has um because she's re- she's apparently him earning money or or viagra being on tv gets her all worked up so uh they start to uh start to fuck and uh quickly jake Gyllenhaal nips out of the room to grab a video camera and alexander holy fucking shit jake Gyllenhaal is fully naked in this scene he's covering his dick and whatever but my fucking god this is by far the sexiest man we have yeah, seen yeah, in yeah. any of yeah. the movies no, like so. oh my god i know that i have a crush at man crush on jake Gyllenhaal anyway but fuck me the man looks so fucking he hot is also just like scene. he's absolutely like the, uh, in a way which i actually feel a little bit bad for them they are both so skinny in this film they are both like they both oh, yeah. clearly were i think a little bit worried about having to do this much nudity and lost quite a bit of weight like Anne Hathaway is yeah. like looks a little too little and everything like I I in the way you're like Ooh. um but yeah so Josh Josh Gad is is there his brother just, is there being like, this is really skin, his brother's also like a millionaire so like his brother could yeah. afford to oh, get an apartment oh. Speaking of fucking millionaire, we did not mention in the first thing that Anne Hathaway does in the first uh, doctor's appointment, Hank Azaria asks if she has insurance and she says, do I have insurance? And then pulls out a wad of cash. As though she was a stripper. Alexander. That, that's, a, that's stripper insurance, all right? Like, that, uh, Alexander, yeah. she is a barista. Yes. She is a barista. She is a barista. She lives in a ridiculously large apartment and she is paying yeah. in cash for numerous Parkinson's trucks. <laughs> Where the fuck is her money coming from? Um, anyway, um, that's just one you of know, the things that I've been completely on So anyway, they, they, they make a, they shoot a porno and they kind of also like, in a thing which I think, I don't, I'm not sure whether it's specifically drawn from this, but it definitely plays into this trope. Uh, the, the scene in Community Season 6 where... Uh, Annie makes Abed shoot some like missing girlfriend video. Um, yes, that, where she's like, oh, Jeff walks in, is like, why are you shooting in this? And she's just like, just in case I go missing one day, and like a future partner wants to uh, have something <laughs> yeah. play in the background. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's the in bed talking after. It's like, we love we each cute? other. No, but we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. No. I think at this point he does I, mention. I I think it's at this I point that, that he mentions girlfriend. 
and uh, I think he's also and she's said like, he what? loved her at this point. Um, or uh, close, no, close no, he has. He has not had. He has. Not I do not believe yet. he has had the panic attack. Oh right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's coming up soon. Yes, that is coming up relatively soon. It's. Not like yeah, the, their relationship continues to go well, um, and he turns up at her house one day uh, and starts to have a panic attack. Um, this is again after I, I think he'd been out like at a bar and like Josh Gad was like trying to fuck, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do this anymore." Like I know I'm the sexiest man alive because like wouldn't it be so fucking chill if like I was really sexy and also canonically in this movie had a massive dick and also I was <laughs> selling step hard too far. dick drugs. That's a step too far. All right. No, canonically he has no, a huge no, I, penis no, no, in no, this movie. That's what I mean. Like that, that is such a like a man is right in this movie where it's not just yeah, enough that absolutely. he's Jay Gyllenhaal. He has to be Jay Gyllenhaal and have a massive. And, and have a humongous penis and people talk about it all the time yeah. um but you know he doesn't even need all that because he's just gonna go back to his girlfriend um so they start he comes back to her and then he starts to have a panic attack um in a, 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 as someone who has had a panic attack uh quite good acting by jake Dillon. It's, it's quite as 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 it's supposed to be a comedic scene it's a realistic panic attack yeah. well done jake Dillon. um uh, and then she's like what's going on and he's like I, I i i love you Oh shit! And he's having a panic attack because he's saying "I love you." She's like, "No, you don't." For the he's first like, time. "No, I've never told anyone I love them before." She's <laughs> yeah, like, "Not even yeah, your parents, yeah. your brother." She's like, "I've like, never no. told anyone I love them before." Uh, and she's like, "I've said it to a cat before." Uh, once again, them uh, competing to oh, who who just doesn't Who's care the most, the most emotionally Who's, damaged who, both of us. Yeah, um, um, but yeah. So uh, he said that uh, she doesn't expressly say it back at this point, and it is at this point that he returns to his flat and walks in on. On his brother, Josh Gad, masturbating to the porno video that he made. Uh, so oh, Josh Gad is like, hey, I did I didn't I didn't think you were come, gonna come back. And and uh, <laughs> Jake Dillon was like, Well, you were fucking masturbating while watching me, and he's like, No, I wasn't looking at you, I was I was looking at her, and then he's like, What? My fucking girlfriend? <laughs> and he's like, I, I was looking at her body. Um, it's extreme it's, it's an extremely weird plot point. Yeah. I I cannot express enough how like it's played off as a comedic moment. This character is one of the most fucked up people I've ever seen in cinema that he would <laughs> masturbate to his own fucking brother. Like, that's so it's fucking gross. weird. And also that, he, that um, it's not played as, like, he's sick. It's better just like, oh, he's wacky brother, Billy, yeah. whatever. Um, um, at this point, He's also wearing a Viagra t-shirt. Yeah, at this at point, point, I think um, he invites... Uh, no, there are two things. The, one, we start to... Around this point, they go... Uh, I think he takes the girlfriend... Uh, they're in a car somewhere with the brother... I think I think he's going to go take her to see like his parents or whatever, or they're just going upstate. Uh, and she, he's like, "Are you okay?" And I think she has a tremor or something. And yes, she's so like, her, "I'm fine." Her, uh, this this movie uh, in this movie, Anne Hathaway uh, has Parkinson's when it's convenient for the plot. Um, so her Parkinson's symptoms are uh, are getting worse at this point. Yeah. Um, she has a scene where she like is trying to open a pill bottle. She, I think she doesn't necessarily have even enough pills or something. Um, which is, I, I think that's meant to be why it's getting worse. Is like she can't afford the medication as well. Some of like she opens she opens Maybe a bottle and there's, she opens it very slowly and yes. shakily opens a bottle and there's nothing inside. So like I think yeah. it's meant to be she is struggling to get her medication and I think that's meant yeah. to be why it's getting worse at this point. But I don't know. She then um, the boyfriend then shows up I, and is like uh, they've just been at a bar with um, a bunch of people. He's selling all the, all the stuff left, right, and center. He's making a load of money. He comes back and she's super drunk. And also clearly is having some bad, like, it's just really shaky. And I think it's like self-medicating to try and like just deal with the depression about this. Um, she's really pissed. He's like, 
they, they basically have this argument. She's they, like, they, you don't want to date yeah, a sick girl. I wouldn't want to date, date a yeah. sick girl. She's very self-loathing about it. He's like, but I love you. And then they can go off to, I can't remember if this is, like, if they have the conversation here or in the next scene, but he's like, come to Chicago. There's a big thing in Chicago. Yeah, come to Chicago. Chicago ba- uh, yeah, come to Chicago. Uh, I'm going there for a pharmaceutical conference. Uh, and when she gets there, she finds that there's uh, a meeting group for, <laughs> for, for, People with Parkinson's who do stand-up, apparently. Because <laughs> they're all getting up on stage doing their type five, uh, all, all with really niche references about how much they hate Parkinson's. Uh, everyone's laughing, having a great time. Um, and uh, we uh, we might have to take a break just there because Alexander's recording has stopped. So we'll take a break and we'll be just right back. Blank Spank. And we are back from our break. I hope you enjoyed your break. You know, went, got a snack, had a drink. Please remain hydrated, uh, especially for us, because uh, shouting all this uh, amount uh, is, is a drain on the saliva. Um, anyway, so, yeah, she's she's at the uh, the Parkinson's uh, gong comedy show, um, uh, and everyone's having a great time. But Jake Dunhall, he's outside. There's an old man there, and he's like, oh, Parkinson's? Yeah. What, yeah, your wife, I saw. Oh, well, not my wife, my girlfriend, but... Come cool. on, come on, old man. Um, you got any advice? You got any advice? Yeah, uh, got any advice? Uh, and and boy, howdy, does this man have some advice? His advice is <laughs> dump her ass, um, which is, uh, this guy clearly has been, you know, he's been living with his wife uh, and this for 30 years now, and he's like, look, he gets to a point where in stage four, like, it's just quite miserable, he, and he, I'm he clearly... It, it, firstly, you, he, yeah, he's he's like it. You you become a full time carer, but also it takes away all the things you love about the person. It takes away their personality. It takes away their smile. It takes away the light behind their eyes, etc. Uh, and then he's like, oh, "I'm probably out of line. See ya." <laughs> Sorry, I just dropped that uh pretty huge, mind blowing bit of advice on you. I'm just yeah. gonna go dip and get some more of these uh, free crudite. And um, uh, they leave. Anne Hathaway's like, "Wow, I had a great time." And uh, Jay Gyllenhaal is like, "Holy." shit i need to yeah, fucking she, find a cure yeah. for parkinson's yeah basically basically she's like uh you know i i i, I she'd never felt like oh there are other people who have parkinson's yeah. and they all say it's okay it's great and they do skiing and it's oh fantastic um uh hard cut to uh Jake i think she says i think she says i love you at this point yes she says oh yeah i like uh, yeah she does say i love you at this point good point um hard cut to jake Gyllenhaal. it's 3 a.m he's four beers deep and he's researching parkinson's drugs it um, is it was mentioned at the beginning of the film that jake Gyllenhaal claims that he could have like it, like it, jake Gyllenhaal always argues that like he was able to from a very young age to like because he grew up around so many doctors like he knew a lot about medicine and he had wanted to go to med school but he just wasn't able to sit through class in college because he has ADHD. So it's yeah. meant to be that he's just researching all this stuff, and you know he has a very yeah. his background in medicine so, despite not being so able to. Obviously, um, who do you go to when you're looking for access to the most cutting edge, privileged, still being researched uh, Parkinson's drugs? Your local GP, Hank Azaria, he has that power and privilege. He obviously can get you yeah. in those inroads. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently he fucking can in this movie. He's like, Jake Gyllenhaal is like, look, I've helped you out. I've been selling you dick drugs. And also I've been helping you sleep with women. Uh, we haven't really talked about that. But yeah, Hank Azaria likes to fuck in this movie. Uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is obviously just such a, such the sexiest man alive that he just has just women falling off of him uh, into Hank Azaria's arms 
arms. Uh, and so he's like, look, I've, I've got you laid, so you're going to cure Parkinson's with me. Let's go. Woo, um, so Jake Gyllenhaal, he... He's on a mission. They're flying all over the country. They're going to different places. He's getting angry at receptionists, and it's not their fault, Jake Gyllenhaal. They didn't cause this issue. Come on, you're you're being a little bit You know that now. You know that the system's broken. It's not their fault for breaking the system. He's screaming at people, but he's he's trying to get it to work. Uh, And uh, Anne Hathaway, at one of these appointments, just walks off, uh, and and she's like, "Uh, "Fuck you! Uh, I'm I fuck you! I I'm having Parkinson's. You keep trying to make me not have Parkinson's. Fuck you! I'm having it." it's obviously reductive. Uh, no, I mean, that's basically what it is. She's like, we're going to break up uh, because I can't, like, I can't, I know you want to, f- like, you want to try and fix this and I know that it's not fixable. So I can't really stand to see, like, I don't want to put you through this. I can't really stand to see this. It was always going to happen. We're going to break up. We can have sex one last time, but then you're moving out. My, you're taking your stuff out of my flat. He's like, yep. oh, um, okay. So they've broken up uh, and um, Hank Azaria gives him a call and it's like, hey, dude, uh, <laughs> love or other drugs? <laughs> he's like, there's a pajama party going down uh, down the street. And he's like, nah, I'm chill. And Josh Gad's like, no, I'm coming. And so they go to the no, pajama so party. So it's like it's pajama party down the street and I need some of those little blue pills as though he's yes. just a drug dealer. <laughs> He just shows up with Viagra Um, whenever people need it. And and we are leading up to uh, my least favorite part of the entire movie. Uh, So, um, uh, Josh Gad is at this party. Uh, He's at, he's despite being a man that was married and and like no, I, think it, he's still, that, I think he's still i don't think he's divorced yet well, well I think either way he's, he's separated. Uh, maybe, maybe he was in a sexless marriage but you know he's had sex before probably sure, sure. but he's acting like a 14 year old boy that's never seen anything ever um and we have to take another break uh we are having a few technical issues uh so please join us after this break uh when we will continue to discuss how josh gad's a fucking weirdo Blank Spank. And we're back. This podcast is going up and down like a penis with some erection drugs in it. <laughs> Jamie, I got some old dysfunction, all right? You've um, got to give me the pills. you got to be, give me the pills, man. We were at, when, we, when we left off, we were so, yeah, at a jo- house with some grown-ups yes, in pajamas uh, having yes, an orgy. Jo- Josh, yeah, they're just having an orgy. And Josh Gad, again, is acting like a man who has never seen a boob before in his life. Um, but he goes off with, uh, with a lovely young lady. And... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is is pulled aside, and and I hate to describe this moment. Um, he's pulled aside by someone we have met earlier. She's another pharmaceutical rep or something like that. But you know she's sexy, and Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to have sex with her earlier in the movie before, um, before Anne Hathaway. Before he caught feelings. Right. Yes, before he caught feelings. Uh, but apparently, you know. They're on a break now, so uh, it's free game. No, they've broken up. They, well, they they, are, yes, they they yes, I know. They I was making up. a reference, Al. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, so this lady goes, hi, this is Kim, my friend Kim. Kim is fully naked oh, is in the hot tub yeah, and right. says uh, she's, she's Thai and I'm Which is Thai. weird. Can we stop there? Yeah. That's, a, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, like obviously it's weird things. Say. It's an immediate like, like hypersexualization of this white. person just because Mr. she's Mr. White. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's a weird thing to yeah. say. Uh, it's an immediate sexualization of this person exclusively on their race. It's really horrible. It's uh, weird. And then it's she follows cool. it up with, and I'm Thai curious. And oh, this movie was so written by a fucking man. Um, uh, but uh, from there, we're going to have to take another break. <laughs> Oh goodness! You, 
uh, dear listeners, you are not getting the experience I'm getting here of, of Al's growing frustration. But we'll take another break and we'll be right back, maybe. I, may, maybe I should have just hopefully just edited all these out and tried to make it a smooth conversation. But anyway, another break. See you in a minute. Blank spank. Okay, we're back. Um, Al, are you... Are you, are you trying to ruin it? It happens to a lot of guys, Jamie. It happens to a lot of guys. It's not a big deal. When you have, there's a lot of pressure on it. It just happens more, okay? It happens to a lot of podcasters. Um, so, yeah. Um, this woman uh, gives him uh, a little Viagra dog. Whoa, it should be expressly said. Did we miss, uh, did we miss the yep. line? She, so, after I'm, I'm Ty Curious, she went, and she's Jamie Curious. Oh, yes. She's Jamie Curious, referring to not me. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's character's name is Jamie. Yes. Oh, God, I forgot. That's a horrible line. It should also be expressly said that uh, this Asian woman is uh, not, not, doesn't say a single doesn't fucking speak. word in this scene. She is literally just a a, a sexual body. It's really she gross. Is, anyway. So, uh, yeah, he has a threesome. Um, she she pops him uh, some Viagra. And Al, Al, would it be a movie about Viagra if we didn't if we didn't have the thing happen? You know, the thing that everyone the says thing. about Viagra. The thing. You know, go down for four hours. <laughs> so, of course, this Viagra movie, his dick doesn't go down. Um, he goes and, for some reason takes josh gad away from firstly mm. firstly can firstly I, I i've just realized something about no wait no no I've, I've just read something about the timeline of this movie the the medical thing is if it doesn't go after down after four hours he walks in and josh gad is having sex with this woman that means he's been having sex with this woman for four hours I, <laughs> josh I, gad I, is a fucking hero so they then goes josh gad then they then goes to the hospital and he gets yeah uh, it's all about can i throw in my my favorite the best medical story i've ever heard Okay. Uh, uh, this is like second and third hand, which was um, from one of the. I can't remember. Like, I think it was Alyssa had a doctor as a friend who was was in the room while this happened. But the story basically goes: this guy on his stag do, uh, you know, a bunch of guys all, all having a laugh, and his friends put like four Viagra in his drink without him knowing it. And he gets this, like, It's illegal, erection. but yeah, let's, sure. <laughs> let's go past no, that. Yeah, bit. No, no, super not legal. Just a and, crime. Uh, uh, has an erection for three days. Doesn't oh go to, God. and this, and again, doesn't go to the, the panties friends, I'm not really sure if they told him whatever, but like, doesn't go to the doctor, all right? If you have an erection for four hours, you should go to the doctor, but like, sure, three days, and has to get his penis amputated. Oh my and God. Why is that? Was, Why would you tell me that? That's the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that will put you off uh, Viagra for life, but basically it went necrotic, uh, and oh. <laughs> it has to get amputated. And, oh, Jesus uh, Christ. You know, Okay, let's not talk about that gross dick. Let's talk about fucking Jake Gyllenhaal's huge hog. So, uh, Which we never see, moment, and I'm we, really disappointed about that. We never right? do, but uh, but we do get two uh, two more moments of, uh, canonically, he has a huge wang. Um, while driving in the car, Josh Gad mistakes the, the, um, uh, the gear stick for his penis. Now, I'm sorry, anyone who's ever driven a car wouldn't fucking happen like it's it's no. a whole foot away like you don't just randomly reach into no, the other dude, seat it's dicks that big <laughs> that's it's, how fucking big it's it is. at an angle because of the erection and, and it's just you know, <laughs> right next to the and shift. so he arrives at the the hospital he's got a, 
uh, cushion in front of uh, his penis and he says, I'm having a medical emergency. And she says, what kind? And instead of just saying that I've taken too much Viagra and have an erection, he just shows this woman his erection. Like a creep. And again, like a creep. She's like no a creep. Like an absolute right? creep. Um, but she loves it because obviously he's got a huge wang. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so sick, Al? Like, yeah, obviously it would suck. Like, if you just, like go, have you go have, take Viagra and you have to go to the hospital. But like, imagine you just went to the hospital and like everyone was just like really happy to see your dick. Like, wouldn't that be so sick? This movie is so written by a man. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, he, he gets his dick sorted um, and, and everyone claps him out because of his huge fucking wang. Um, oh, and he and- got promoted. He's going to Chicago. He's um, he's going to be super rich. He's, yes, he's getting- so he get yeah, he gets a call from his... We, we didn't sort of mention this, but early on, him and his partner established, like, they're doing the shit one. You want to work really hard and get promoted to... Um, I'm not Chicago. quite sure why Chicago is meant to be. I, I think it's where the head offices are. So I think yeah, it's like so it, and that's it's where no longer goes it's no longer a field job. It seems it's like you're not selling it in the streets. You're you're, yeah. you're working in a more corporate level. But anyway, sure. um, so he goes to a restaurant to meet um with his partner to celebrate, and Anne Hathaway's there with another man. Now Al, yeah. uh, I I get that her character has changed, but you know she she has a whole like a, a big part of her thing is that, you know, she really didn't like relationships. She didn't want them. She couldn't bear it. She didn't think it would work because of who she is. And she's a self, self-hating person. But, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal's just so sexy that he got to get past that. So why is she on a date with another man? Because, why immediately well, after breaking up? Immediately because, after you've got, like, finally I don't let think your it's heart to, I, in. I, that we had a couple montages. We had a couple montages. All right. I don't think it's meant to be immediate. I think it's meant to be six months. I'd like this, this movie is very, very bad at the passage of time, and I it think is. it's meant to take place over like three or four years. Um, but th- that is not communicated at all. It feels no. like it's all within the same four months. So I, I get yeah. why it's confusing, but I think it's meant to be like a while later. Fair it's enough. also um, I, she is broke. Like she is in like they do kind of despite her having a wad of cash to pay for drugs with, I think she is meant to be broke to some extent. And, um, yeah, but you know, like movie broke where you still live in a humongous apartment. Sure. So I, I think she's kind of like meant to, I, I th- this guy is basically a nameless face, right? I think she is relying on this guy for like essentially sugar daddy kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a deep relationship. I think it's like, Hey, I get nice meals. And in the same way she was dating the other guy beforehand, she has a thing for wealthy dudes, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So they thing. they have a little they have a little like oh hey how's it going and um uh, the, the the man leaves. Uh, uh, but at this point his partner comes in and goes hey we're celebrating and and Hathaway's like oh what are you celebrating? He's like I, I got the Chicago job and it's like oh fuck it means you can earn more money shit may oh, maybe I made a mistake. Um, uh, but he sits down with his partner, uh, and his partner is clearly humongously pissed. He's doing like a whole thing. Well, of like, no, he's no, being, no. He's, he's not even pissed at, at at the beginning. He does in a quite nice way. I, I, I like the I like his performance here. He's like, no, I'm really happy for you, and like I think he is genuinely happy for you. And he's like, you got to move up to like the north of Chicago because that's where all the pussy is. I think the quote is North Chicago. Beers, bars, pussy, 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 pussy. Yeah, you think it's written by a dude? Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, oh, but why don't I move into the suburbs? Like, no, you, we can have like a beer now and then. He's like, nope, can't move into the suburbs because I'm not going to Chicago. And that's okay because I love the road and I love not seeing my family and I love not living in the house that I pay for. Um, so I, yeah. it, it's sort of a deep sea it's he, deep he is happy anger for at the company but not necessarily Jake Gyllenhaal I think yeah. he's, he's trying to be um, so Jake Gyllenhaal then goes back to his house uh, and he just happens upon 
Uh, <laughs> he happens upon the, the camera. Now, I understand that eventually he ends up watching, you know, that, that bedtime, you know, video we talk like, and that's what makes him miss her. But expressly the main memory he's going to have about this camera is the the wild raucous sex that they had <laughs> like he's not looking this going oh, oh sweet. what's sweet I, like, I would have, like, I would have assumed it would be the jamie i gotta be honest if i caught my brother masturbating to my sex tape I, the memory wouldn't yeah, be also, the sex tape yeah maybe maybe that would be maybe that would be the fucking thought you'd have exactly yeah. but anyway it just happens he's that he it, it just starts playing the um the this the cute little video and he's like oh maybe i miss her um so he uh calls up someone and finds out that she's on a bus no um, no he goes he goes to her workplace but she's like where oh yes he goes to the workplace maggie yeah. maggie and um he then just drives like a maniac up to because they're going up to canada maggie occasionally does like drug runs for cheaper prescriptions up in canada um they're on the bus going uh, up there with a bunch he, of he has people. a porsche by the way it's never it, like it, he just has a porsche it's never mentioned beforehand well, i Jamie, guess now he's, he's got the prey rise he's yeah he's, he's, he's going through a midlife crisis a porsche. no he gets um, it you see him get it early on it's just like it's in a montage um, is it oh fuck missed yeah. that um, but, uh, anyway yeah he's he's driving alongside he's this bus like it's fucking keanu reeves in speed um yeah. uh and he's just screaming at, yeah, go on, stop the bus stop the bus <laughs> and then uh they they stop she gets off the plane uh i'm all full of friends references today um uh yeah she, they stop the bus it's full of old people and all the old people yeah. are like no go on honey it's fine we'll wait for five minutes this is romantic <laughs> um um uh, and yeah, they they have their their final little. Oh, in in what I what I genuinely want to throw out might be one of the single worst closing one like closing like I love you speeches to so be with me speeches ever in a movie. And actually, weirdly, I'm going to say this like I like most of this film, and I think this, uh, not all of it. I think it's completely as flawed as hell. But this closing speech is so bad that it actually makes me dislike the movie like it is it the speech is until i met you i never thought that i was lovable i never thought anyone could love me and i never thought for i could do anything and basically what you do is you make me feel like i'm lovable and then he just does a speech about how much i love you because you make me feel great and then yeah i don't i don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with anyone dear listener but let me tell you what if you ever tell someone solely the reason why you love them is because they improve you that is not romantic that is egocentric like you you, you do not if you propose to someone or like i want to propose to you because i just like the fact that i'm better with you that is not at all what a compliment is it's not at all a way to get to anyone's heart and she is so moved by this she and the oh, camera yeah. keeps, and the camera keeps pushing in on their faces in this really gross way there's just this like weird ass music in the background being like i love him they're lovers and they love each other just pushing in <laughs> on their faces as they're crying and he's like you make me a better man and you know i no compliments about you and she's like i did you make you a better man this is clearly written by dudes and i the, you know what I, I hear this the most there's a quote by Anne hathaway talking about how when she got the script it was a script about um how there was about a dude and how about this woman made this dude better and she said and i think my involvement in the film really made it about how they make each other better and i i think parts of it kind of are like that and then i think he gets this final scene and it does not feel at all like what anyone would ever say to make someone agree to be back in a relationship with them like no. th- this is the least persuasive I, I, yeah i think the only thing he says i think the only thing he says about her is like oh you need someone to look after you <laughs> yeah 
Like, okay. Well, no, as Alyssa quoted, like, the speech might as well have been, you know, I like that you're sick, all right? I like having that power over you. Because, like, it's just fucking weird. And, like, the film then ends with a another montage where he's like, and I quit being a drug wrecker and I became a doctor, right? She says yeah. yes. They, they, they're together and they're going to shoot some more cute videos together. They live in the same apartment. And he's like, and I became a doctor because I want to cure Parkinson's because I didn't get around the central problem of the movie. The movie has an interesting... That, that's the that's the end they have this big speech terrible terrible speech. yeah like, uh, yeah and her her only thing is like no no i i can't ask you to do that and, and he's like oh babe don't you know that i'm the sexiest best man alive you didn't ask me to do that i'm just doing it because i'm the best wouldn't it be amazing so amazing that i was so sexy that i cured your parkinson's um uh yeah and then we we, we come yeah like you say we that we then get that montage and we come to the end um, before we start discussing the movie in general, there is just one scene that I, I we sort of didn't mention because it happens in one of the numerous sex scenes, but that is very strange. So I don't really, it's nothing to do with my qualitative assessment, but it is the scene where they're fucking. And then I don't know how to describe this other than they create a parallel between her having such a quivering, amazing orgasm with the fact that she has Parkinson's tremors. No, I... She's getting fucked and she's loving it. And then we focus on her hand and it starts to shake. But she's also getting fucked so good. And uh, he grabs her hand yeah. and stabilizes it. I, it's I think very that... weird. I agree it's weird. I think it's meant to be that... It's meant to be one of those signs that she... So in in that, like like you said, and I think like I, the people I watched this film with last night aggressively criticized it for the film ramps up her Parkinson's aggressively at times and they're not at yeah. all other times. And I think it's meant to be part of the layering in that things are getting a bit worse, that they've had a lot of sex beforehand and she's not had any tremors. And this time around, it's more like, you know, when they had this, I think it's around the time, either time that he says, I love you or like that he's moving in maybe or something like that. But it's, it's meant to be, I think maybe a bit of a, either a sign that she's being more vulnerable or a sign that like her Parkinson's is getting worse. Um, I, it, it, again, I the film it's not done necessarily well. Yeah, I, th- I think you're being quite generous. To the movie I, I'm, I'm being generous to a lot of this movie, and again, I I really hate this last bit of this film. Um, my two scenes I just want to mention, Jamie. Uh, yep. One is the one where she comes in is the the classic uh, rom com. It's not even that this isn't really a rom com, but the classic romance movie. But this is a trope from rom coms where she comes in and is like, and with a jacket, and she's like, I'm naked, and Josh Gad is like, Woohoo, I'm here too. That yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, she she comes in. She the other one is where sexy. he's like, I just sold 1,200 prescriptions. And she's like, cool, I'm going to give you a blowjob. And the door is open. And Josh Gad yeah. is just sitting out there. <laughs> yeah. And you can see in the shot he's sitting out there. He's in blurry focus. But he's not going to book up to his thing. He's just staring at his brother's ass as he's about to get blown. <laughs> and then his brother yeah. closes the door. And then the, it cuts back to Josh Gad. And he puts his book down. And he's like, ooh, someone's getting a blowjob. But what is is Josh Gad, who is objective, like in this movie, he is certainly a millionaire. Like he's a millionaire. Yeah. And he lives with his brother for, again, I can't tell if it's four months or, or I can't tell if it's three or four years. But like, does he just live with his brother because he's a voyeur and he gets off on it? He likes being around the sex noises <laughs> of the people because I don't know why else he'd be here. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this. Wait, film. no, no. I forgot about my, fi- my final yeah. scene that I want to talk about, uh, which is a ri- like, I. I feel like in a lot of romance movies, they, they need to create tension somehow. They need to be tension in the relationship. So you have to come up with a reason why these people might fight. And one of the reasons they fight is he's on the phone to his mum talking about how Viagra is selling. Uh, and he says, oh, yeah, I'm selling 2,000 units. 
And he gets off the phone and she says, I thought you said you were selling 1200. I was like, yeah, no, I just said 2000 because, you know, my mum doesn't know much about that stuff. I just want to make it sound good so she knows I'm doing well. And Anne Hathaway gets really angry about this. She's like, how could you possibly say that? How could you possibly say that it's 2000 instead of 1200? If you you'd so flippantly lie to your mother like that, what if you're lying to me? And that's and, such but, a jump. That's such a sure. jump. It is It is definitely a jump. I will, I will, again, be overly generous to the film and say I do like what comes next, which is then she kind of goes, she sort of realizes that he does it because he doesn't really like himself. That like, yeah, it, it's, 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 leading a, into... it's a lack of satisfaction in his own being um it leads, so, yeah it leads into a relatively nice conversation but yeah. it's, it's a contrivance that i think sure. is wildly no, silly. i agree um, when we t- so we when talk we... about these movies al we have to do our anagrams yes this is I part have... of the movie where we take the um uh the title of the movie and we try to make an anagram of that movie uh title explaining the plot uh, i have two they are both very similar to each other in fact they're they're, they're technically connected i have three um, okay. One is uh, two are connected. One is not. Okay. Um, do you want to do your one that's not connected? Then I'll sure. do my two. You do your two. Sure. Um, you know when you think about Jake Gyllenhaal, you think about uh, his odd charisma, right? He's uh-huh. he's obviously he's attractive. He's ridiculously ripped in this movie, but it, quite often he plays creeps in films. Yeah. And so when I watch this movie, I ask myself a question: Jake Gyllenhaal, colon, sale dude, or goth? Sell dude or goth? Sale dude, like because he's in sales. Sale, sale dude or goth? Sale dude, comma or goth? Okay, um, my two that are connected um, are uh, he sold drug and she do drug. They are separate, <laughs> but I can't. Unfortunately, if I could combine those to he he sold drug and she do drug, that would be the whole movie. Uh, but unfortunately, they have to be separate. Now, now the next two I have, um, I want to flag up. These okay. are anagrams. They are not necessarily... Uh, I thought they, they were appropriate, but I also don't necessarily like them. Um, okay. So it's... Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to desperately look at the word and think, oh, no, what rude uh, word has he made? <laughs> okay, I'm, there are two. I'm not, I'm not proud of these, all right? Okay. And nor, nor is... Uh, one, I actually might not, because I think it's maybe too rude. One is no. ogled great nudes, all right? That's what that's what it feels ogled like when you're watching this. You're, look, you're looking at Jake Gyllenhaal, you're looking at Anne Hathaway, and you, uh, having watched this film, therefore, you have ogled great nudes. And the other okay. one is, I guess there's a comment on that, I guess I'll go for it, is that both <laughs> uh, both uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway, I guess, but let's just focus on Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, he has a great nude torso. Great, great nude torso. He does have a great nude torso. He's ripped as fuck in this movie. Um, to be fair, I, I assume Jake Gyllenhaal was in relatively good shape in most of the movies he's in. This is just the most naked he normally gets. Um, with, a, with a great butt. Um, but yes, uh, good. I'm glad we got those in. Um, so let's talk about this movie. When we discuss these movies, we rate them on uh, four different categories. We have the movie out of five. We have Anne Hathaway's performance out of five. We have the Anne Hathaway sweetheartometer. How much of America's sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this movie? And then we have Anne's man's the rating of Anne's love love interests in the movies uh, as a list. And I think it's an interesting one this week. Um, mm. And then of course we are going to decide whether whether we are stashing away this movie um, to, you know, uh, galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens. Listen to last week if you want to know more about that. Uh, so I, you like this movie way more than I do. <laughs> I uh, I do not like this movie. Um, and I think it's unfortunate because I think there's a lot of interesting and potentially could work elements. Um, I think when this movie does try to get really silly, 
uh, it works. I, I, yeah. it, it doesn't do it super often, but the, the lighthearted moments are, are good fun. And if they could lean into that more, could be a, could be a fun rom-com. Uh, you've also got two very good lead actors. Anne Hathaway and, and Jake Gyllenhaal are great. And, and if you put better material in front of them, uh, as, as has been proven with Brokeback Mountain, they, even though it's a, a very different relationship there, they've shown that they can give fantastic performances and have good chemistry. Um, so it's unfortunate that I feel like they are a little bit bungled here. Um, firstly, my main criticism, like I say, it's so fucking written by a man. It's, it's literally just, what if a dude was really fucking sexy and everyone liked him and he had a massive penis, uh, and he sold the best drugs in the world, but, uh, also he got a, uh, a Parkinson's girl to love again. Uh, like it, it, it sort of slays, yeah. it, it slightly strays away from it in the second half, uh, when it starts to trend more into the romance elements. But that's also my other criticism of this movie is that, it's just got so many disjointed elements that I just don't think really work together. Like the 20 minutes that suddenly just become about Viagra and like, actually there's a whole whole thing about the pharmaceutical industry, but the movie's not really about that. And as you, as you get into the final third, it just sort of really focuses on the romance. And the romance doesn't really work because both of these characters, and this is the biggest part, are fucking assholes. I don't like either of them more jake gyllenhaal than anne hathaway to be fair um but jake gyllenhaal's character especially is such a dickhead like we've talked about him like oh it, it, isn't he so sexy and great he's not he's such a wanker he's a sleazy salesman who fucks people left right and center to get his way he's such a wanker and so i don't care about his mm. his arc in the final third mostly because I don't feel like he really changes that much. He just gets in a relationship. He doesn't stop being an arsehole. He just gets in a relationship. And and that means he's still an arsehole, but now he's in a relationship. So congratulations, I guess. Um, but I don't care about you at all. Um, and so, yeah, the romance doesn't really work. I think it that I think there I think there's a good movie in here somewhere. And it disappoints me that that these two fantastic actors um and Jake Gyllenhaal's butt uh, are so poorly utilised in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I here's my thing. I, I think of everyone I know who's in this film, I'm probably the most generous about it. And even with my generosity, I still think there are, like, massive, massive flaws in it. Like, what I like about the film is basically just when it's a rom-com. Like, when it's when it's a, a film about two attractive people, one of whom's kind of scuzzy, one of whom's, like, been hardened by her, whatever. Like, it's it's tropey, sure, but, like... The, oh, yeah, the, so two, tropey. Sure, but they're two very good performers, and yeah, I, I the jokes I think actually I, I find kind of funny, and I agree. like that bit of the film I liked quite a lot, and even when it kind of diverts into the darker stuff, I still think the problem with it is that there is no passage of time. That like if this was a, if if in those scenes where it jumps to, where it totally shifts from rom like like rom com to like. Uh, Anne Hathaway trying to open her pill bottle and is struggling with it, or like Anne Hathaway breaking a glass full of vodka, whatever, being drunk. Like those things would make more sense if like there was time passing between them, and and we could see that, and there was any showing of that, because I th- then I think you'd intuitively like get more like oh, time has passed and therefore her Parkinson's become worse. Rather than what we have for most of it, which is just kind of like the Parkinson's like only flares up when the plot needs it to do, which which is yeah, pretty much exactly. how that how that works, and I think that's pretty crap. I I I agree that like 
I, I, I'm always very generous, I think, with scripts rather than saying they're bad. They're like, I think there were probably drafts of, there was, I think there were probably several drafts of this, which were very different movies, where, like, one draft was, like, a satire on, on, like, this Pfizer thing, right? And, like, maybe yeah. had this kind of plot line, this love plot line to it, <laughs> but, but it was more of a Wolf of Wall Street kind of movie. And there, there is an element of that kind of thing there, right? Like, this guy is selling this drug and ends up selling a drug which is, you know, arguably not not useless but not not a parkinson's medication right like it, it was curing impotence as important as i don't know trying to cure cancer no like no it's it, it is a drug which oh, is agree a- to disagree good fellow <laughs> <laughs> the hard penises were suffering for far too many years the hard penis once for the hard penis once um <laughs> but no like it's and then I think there's probably a draft of this, which was more of a mature romance movie, which was more a, like, okay, he's a drug sales rep and she's someone who needs drugs, but, but like, let's do that. And then there was, and then I feel like they were mashed together and I feel like they were get gone through enough, like, notes which kind of rounded out maybe some of the, because I, I don't need these characters to be likable as long as, like, I, I, I don't know, as long as the romance is good, as long as they, like, act, like, that, that, that and alexander's uh i'm i'm not even uh maybe we're gonna take a break uh i've got it here just in case but maybe we can try and style it out and we're back jamie sometimes you just gotta power through all right sometimes you just gotta (laughs) push just when your microphone's not working when that cable connecting your microphone to your computer is not connecting too well you just start pushing rope all right you just you just you just start pushing (laughs) through i don't need no drugs jamie we're gonna i'm gonna get through my opinions on this all right we're gonna finish this basically long story short i think this film feels like a lot of van hathaway movies maybe uh feels a little bit like there are too many fingers in the pot and like uh, definitely i think maybe needed some women to do a couple passes on this screenplay because like I, I sadly don't think that Anne Hathaway's character... I, I think she's probably better than what the original draft of the script has, but I think ultimately she doesn't really get a plot. She is just there in relation to this Oh, dude. yeah, absolutely. And this this it, movie is just Jake Gyllenhaal's character's journey uh, yeah. and how how his character is. Fine, yes, he's, end up, he's doing, you know, uh, Parkinson's research because of her, but, you know, it, uh, it's about how it affects him. Yeah. So, uh... Before we give our ratings, we must do our final thing. Uh, just, just quickly on um, how this movie doesn't really take a stance on the pharmaceutical industry. It really yeah. acts like it does at the beginning and acts like, oh, look how sleazy this industry is. But then, any time uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is selling drugs, it is exclusively how good they are and how well they work and how they get people's no, dick hard. Look how that, hard people's dick are getting and how happy everyone sure, is that dude, their dicks how, are getting. That's hard. how you sell. Like, at least in terms of when it's selling drugs, like. That that is how you sell something, right? Like, no, no, it would, I understand it would that. It would make but, sense to. But we don't. But the movie doesn't choose to then present the the side of it, which is uh, well, it, fucking but, corrupt but this, and but, really expensive. But but here's the thing, right? The scuzzy side of the pharmaceutical industry is not necessarily the pharmaceuticals themselves. It's not the product. The scuzzy thing about it is the means of selling it, and more importantly, the way in which people go broke over paying for it. So, like, I agree. Like, especially in, like it's in the UK, right? You can take Zoloft. You can take. Uh, you can take Prozac, whatever, but you get it prescribed and there's a maximum amount that can be sold to you, right? So, like, the yeah. the pharmaceutical industry there, it's not so scuzzy, like, the government has stepped in and has made, uh, made sure that people can get drugs without necessarily going broke. The issues in America, like, 
is that this man is benefiting it makes money off the fact that other people will go bankrupt to take life-saving medication and like and and life-saving is correct alexander a soft penis can destroy not just one life but many (laughs) sure so so going into scores then i would probably give this film the film out of five i'd give a two like i i like the performances enough that actually boys it for most of it and we'll get on to that in a second with Anne Hathaway's performance but like I don't think the film itself is very good yeah I'm, I'm struggling so of course uh, you will only give round numbers I uh, go into the decimals uh, and I'm looking at stuff around that two range and I've got Becoming Jane at 2.3 and I've got Get Smart at 2.8 now I definitely think I like this less than Get Smart 100% it's Becoming Jane where it becomes difficult did I like this more than Becoming Jane? And do, do but, but am I going to give a markedly high? Am I going to get like a two point five? I feel like you like this movie way more than me. How am I going to give it a two point five? That don't make no sense. Um, I don't even remember Becoming Jane. I feel like I definitely didn't like it because it's a period drama. <laughs> it's just it's just way less my my field. I think I think I'm going to give what I am going to give this movie credit for, uh, and so I'm, I'm going to give it a two point five. Um, and I saw this mentioned in a few reviews. Uh, this is a genre. Uh, that is very often pitched at younger ages. This is a genre that, in general, uh, is often pitched to to younger people and younger girls. And this is a movie that decides to actively take this and be, no, it's going to be a more adult movie. We're going to pitch this at an adult viewership, which is rare within the uh, the genres it's working in. So I give it credit for that, and I think it's relatively successful in that. I think it does... Mm. It, it, in in the age ranges and the demographics it's going for, I think it is successful in making that kind of movie. Um, but there's just other issues at play. So yeah, I'm going to give it a two point five. Um, Anne Hathaway's performance. What you you wanted to talk about it? What have you? Yeah, got to say? no, I, I like. She got it. a Golden Globe nomination for this. Sure, and, and you know I think she gives a good performance in this movie. I, I think does. normally I criticize uh, actors for being in films with bad scripts. Um, I, here, I, I you know, I, I think she plays against type. I think she does so well. I don't really want to talk about the nudity because whatever. But like, I think she gives a different performance to what she's seen before, and in a very lived-in way. Right? It's not overacted. It's not bride wars. It's not a lot of these romances we've seen, which which are have played to a type. It is, you know, it's 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 different enough without it necessarily being a havoc kind of role, which is someone desperately trying to change that that image. And and I think because of that you know I like I like it like I, I think she gives a good performance in this I don't think the character gets enough but yeah you know that happens the, in the, movies the, like the, I, is- I think the issues with her character in this movie are nothing to do with her performance they're to no. do with the writing and the direction so I I'd give her a four yeah I think that's that's fair that's strong um I I think I'm just gonna come slightly lower by which I mean a three point nine because I've I've got Brokeback Mountain at four point one. And I, and I think she is better in that. I think even though it's a very small role, uh, I've, I've ta- I still think about the, the scene uh, in Brokeback Mountain where she is delivering the news of Jake Gyllenhaal's death. I, I still think about that scene very regularly, which is why I'm pretty happy with my five rating and my 4.1 that I gave her for that, because mm-hmm. I predicted at the time that I think that that scene's going to live with me. And it has. Uh, and I don't think she comes anywhere close to, to to having those sorts of moments in this movie, even in the heightened emotional moments. 
but like I say, I think a lot of those are more script and direction based, which is why I'm happy to give her a 3.9. Uh, but I don't think she's going to quite quite <laughs> give that extra tenth to get into a four. Do better, Anne Hathaway. Um, uh, and then we've got America's Sweetheart Ometer. How much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this movie? Uh, we do have to say she likes to fuck. And America likes women that likes to fuck. They don't like women who say Dude. they like to fuck. Yeah. They don't like women who say they like to fuck. But they like women who like to fuck in private with the one with the one man who's just so sexy that they can't. It, 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 you know, it's just so great. He's just so fucking sexy that how could you not want to fuck him? Um, but having said that, she is a victim of uh, one of the worst aspects of American society and uh, and politics. So. Uh, who knows? What are you going to go? Yeah, I'm going to go two. Uh, I would give more, but as it turns out, America doesn't treat people who are sick very well, and therefore it's going to be super high. She can't afford insurance, therefore she has to go to Canada to get her drugs. So I guess she's Canada's sweetheart. But yeah, she's not getting her medication <laughs> in America, is she? She's going to Canada to get it. All right? So. Uh, I'm going to give her a 2.1, uh, just to pip her just above Becoming Jane, uh, because uh, I think I think just by virtue of her being American, uh, helps, <laughs> helps her greatly in this movie above that. Um and then we've got Anne's Mans. And this does yeah. this is this becomes difficult because like I yes fine you could say he's reformed by the end. And and in this movie I do think his character um is good for Anne Hathaway's character in this movie. I think. I think I I'm suddenly questioning that, but I think that's great. I I believe he is that they are a good match together and they have good chemistry. Um and uh, despite the movie framing it as everything that's good for him um, uh, and nothing about her, uh, I think by the end, they're a good match. Sure. But he is still an arsehole. He does become a doctor at the end. So maybe he becomes a bit less of an arsehole. And he is really sexy. And we have noticed mm. that that is kind of a, a distinguishing factor in our Ant Man's oh, list. 100%. We just kind of have the sexy men in the top. Like there's a Pretty distinctive... Much. Like, no non-sexy men break into that at all, no matter how good they are. I'm excited for the man, in, in the reverse of this movie, where it's a man that's just so sexy that everyone wants to fuck with him. I'm I'm really excited for the movie of the man who's just so kind. The man who's just so kind, how could you not want to fuck him? Um, Do you ever think about how depressing it is that in, like, the 20-something films that Hathaway's done, I think maybe there's one where we haven't been able to, like, arbitrarily assign a romantic interest to? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I do think about that, of like... Could we have done this with Tom Hanks? No. Like, it would have been a strong, like, 50% of the movies at least where he didn't have a romantic interest. But that's not our fault, Al. No. That's Hollywood's fault. It's, now, yeah. and, and, and we're obviously not perpetuating it by creating this list. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa. We're not. Jamie, if we created a list ranking women, that would be a problem, all right? We're ranking <laughs> himbos, okay? We are ranking them on how much they. Imp- Honestly, we're doing the inverse of this movie. This movie was about how a woman improved a man. What we're doing here is about how these men improved a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! You ever see your life oh, flashing so before nice. your eyes? Yeah, but you um, know what I mean. Um, right. So, so um, I have, I've, I've got my placement. I, so you've got your placement. You got where, you, where you slot in? Sure. So of course I, I have to go for the top five just for the amount of butt we see, um, and also like in good performance. I, I think you know he does, he does train to be a doctor for her, so that's quite good. Uh, yeah. So obviously he goes above into the top five. Uh, that means uh, now at uh, number five we have uh, the twelve-step bro from Rachel getting married, who was the healthiest person she could be with. Uh, number four, of course, is the Rock from Get. Smart. He was a villain, but he was also the rock. 
So the question is then on the top three. Obviously, previously, number one had been Hugh Eats People at Enchanted. Number two is the best Chris. Uh, he's going to go in at number three, Larry's. all right? Hugh eats people from Hello Enchanted. Still, the, the the himbist of the himbos. He gets woke, all right? He's great. Uh, yeah. And, of course, the best Christian princess stories, too. Uh, you know, he's just cute, and I like that. And the sparky, and this drink. Well, so Jake is... Where do where did James McAvoy in in Becoming Jane and Jack Nasty in Brokeback Mountain where do they fall? Because they're high for me. They're they're currently two and four. Oh no no no. Um, Mr. Darcy's now number seven for me, and Jack Nasty is number ten. Oh, they're wait. See, this is the this is the issue I'm coming across. I'm having to rate Jake Gyllenhaal against Jake Gyllenhaal now, because yeah, I've got Hugh Nancy still up number one. Absolutely fantastic, amazing. Um, I've got James McAvoy at number two. I don't think he's going to threaten him. I've got Chris Pine number three. Princess Diaries. Don't think he's going to threaten him. I've got The Rock at number five. He's definitely coming in above him. The Rock is real sexy, but he's he's kind of an arsehole. So it's do I put Jake Gyllenhaal above or below Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> now, admittedly, in Brokeback Mountain, he is gay. So that's like, in terms of viability uh, as, a, as a romantic prospect for Anne Hathaway, it is a little bit restrictive. But he's definitely not an arsehole. And in this movie, he is an arsehole. He cheats on her in that film. He never cheats her on this film. He doesn't cheat on it. But that's not his fault. It's not his fault. No, 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 no. Like, it's not his fault that he he doesn't want to be visibly a gay man in Texas. And I'm not not saying that's his fault. What I am saying is, unfortunately, as with most of the women in that film, there are people who get hurt as a side effect of a society that forces gay men to get married to people who they don't necessarily love. And like, Anne Hathaway gets hurt by that. Jake Gyllenhaal this never does anything to hurt Anne Hathaway. You are making a convincing argument. Additionally, I don't think we see Jake Gyllenhaal's butt in Brokeback Mountain, so I cannot say whether it is better or worse than Jake Gyllenhaal's butt. Definitely not in a sex scene with Anne Hathaway. We might see it in a sex scene with... uh, Um, uh, So I think think he does have to slot in at number four, just above Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, uh, So, uh, drug dude, he's going to be drug dude at number four. Um, That was drug deal, Jake. Um, (laughs) uh, And so... We come to our final question. Alexander, are you going to stash away this film? No. I liked it more no. yesterday than I did today, to be honest. You liked it yesterday? You like, you, well, that's weird. You liked it watching it more than you did not watching it. No, I just meant, um, like, I like, like, having watched it yesterday, I was hotter on it than I am now. That's fair, that's fair. Um, I'm also, of course, not going to uh, put this in. I'm not going to stash away this film. And so we come to the part of the, film, the podcast where I always forget that I have to do this. Uh, when we don't stash away a film, we are, of course, going to present something else. We're going to stash away something else uh, to galvanize humanity for one more week to fight back against the aliens. Listen to previous episodes if you want to know what I mean by that. Um, so, Alexander, have you got something? Because I have not thought. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to there is a uh, ice cream shop here in Vancouver called Rain or Shine which uh, does some real good ice cream, all right? It, it, I'm talking, and specifically, it doesn't have egg in it, so Alyssa can go. A lot of uh, ice cream shops have egg in their ice cream, and that means Alyssa can't have any, which sucks. So an, a, a nice local ice cream shop with uh, fancy flavors that, that my girlfriend can have, which has really good, uh, like, allergen safety protocols. You know what? You're the best. So rain or, si- uh, rain or shine ice cream in Vancouver, you are going in the Hathaway Sashway. Uh, I am going to uh, put... 
uh, Audacity, the the audio editing software Audacity <laughs> this week, uh, as it is a very simple interface that uh, is easy and intuitive to learn how to use, which will make the absolutely excruciatingly painful <laughs> experience of editing this podcast just marginally more easy for me. Uh, so please do uh, spend the next week thinking dearly about me crying in front of this computer as I have to slot in another goddamn... Uh, um, audio, uh, another goddamn theme song uh, to cover over another technological issue. I now would like to walk back those statements and say to Al on the podcast, it's fine, don't worry. <laughs> I'm Love being you. a dickhead deliberately. Um, it's absolutely fine. Don't send me a message in 10 minutes time going, no, I'm don't. really sorry. I really feel really bad because you don't need to feel really bad. These sorts of things happen. Uh, but what you do need to do, Alexander, is tell our dear listeners what they can do for the next week. All right, guys, uh, if you got this far, I know a couple of weeks ago we said we're going to do shorter podcasts. To be fair, a lot of this has just been... Uh, yeah, cu- currently this so says one worry. hour 43 minutes for me. This could be an hour and 10 for all I know. With all the Ooh, we cut out 30 minutes just, just, just from clapping, don't worry. Uh, yeah, what you're going to do is you're going to go out, you're going to spread the word. You're going to be in a pub, all right? You're going to be holding a nice frosty uh, LaCroix in a pub, all right? Because you don't drink, all right? You're sensible, you're the designated driver. You're going to go up to people and you're going to sit them down. And you're going to say, hey, have you heard about the gospel? And they're going to say, what gospel? And you say, the good book. And they're going to say what's the good book and they're going to say it's in a bank and you're going to say what kind of bank and then you're going to say the blanks bank give me your phone bitch i'm downloading all the episodes and that's what you're going to do all right just go out and spread the word to strangers just like in crowded clubs when you're just bumping and grinding you know and you're all sweaty and you're all vaccinated just scream out at the top of your lungs blanks bank and uh, that's a good way to just get us heard very good. And you can join us next week when Alexander, well, of course, Anne Hathaway has been in many movies in the year 2010 and the year 2011, uh, as we are currently chronologically going through. But you know what else she did early on in the year 2011? Rather, shall I say, not famously, but infamously. <gasps> the Oscars? Yes! Next week we are going to review Anne Hathaway hosting the Oscars. Famously one of the biggest car crash hosting events. And not at all her fault. Mostly James no, Franco's fault, James frankly. Fault. Uh, <laughs> not to spoil my thoughts on it. I uh, haven't even watched it yet. Uh, fairly sure it's it. not her fault at all. Um, uh, but from what I know, it's James, James Franco's a fucking weirdo. So, um, enjoy us. Hey, if you want to um, watch that uh, ahead of next week, please feel free to. Uh, and enjoy the... Um, absolutely horrific experience we're going to have as well uh, and we will see you next week for another episode uh, fuck i don't know what do we do at the end it's been so long uh, that's what we're in the bank love or other drugs a hug or a tasty can Lacroix. oh give me that bubbly Lacroix, baby oh, that was a horrible experience for our listeners i'm so sorry i made you put you through that after an hour and 40 minutes Blank spank. <laughs> <laughs>